Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to begin our day together in prayer. Today is Monday, and this is now the season after Pentecost. Uh, we just celebrated the second Sunday uh, after Pentecost, and today we start our reading of Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. In worship over these next few weeks, this uh, second reading will be taken from this particular letter as we work our way uh, through uh, 2 Corinthians on Sunday morning. Uh, please feel free to share any questions or insights that come to you this week. Drop an email to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Corinthians, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of King Jesus, through God's will, in Timothy our brother, to God's assembly in Corinth, with all God's people in the whole of Achaia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord King Jesus. Let us bless God, the Father of our Lord King Jesus, he is the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our trouble so that we can then comfort people in every kind of trouble through the comfort with which God comforts us. Just as we have an overflowing share of the Messiah's sufferings, you see, so we have an overflowing share in comfort through the Messiah. If we are troubled, it's for the sake of your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is because of your comfort which comes about as you bear patiently with the same sufferings that we are going through. And our hope about you remains firm because we know that just as you've shared in our sufferings, so you will also share in our comfort. You see, my dear family, we don't want to keep you in the dark about the suffering we went through in Asia. The load we had to carry was far too heavy for us. It got to the point where we gave up on life itself. Yes, deep inside ourselves, we received the death sentence. This was to stop us relying on ourselves and to make us rely on God who raises the dead. He rescued us from such a great and deadly peril, and he'll do it again. We have placed our hope in him, 
that he'll do it again. But you must cooperate with us through prayer for us, so that when God gives us this gift, answering the prayers of so many, all the more will give thanks because of what has happened to us. This is what we boast of, you see. This is what our conscience is telling us, that our conduct in the world, in particular in relation to you, has been marked by holiness and godly sincerity, not in merely human wisdom, but in God's grace. We are not writing anything to you, after all, except what you can read and understand, and I hope you will go on understanding right through to the end, just as you have understood us already, well, partly at least. We are your pride and joy, just as you are ours on the day of our Lord Jesus. I was quite sure of this. That's why I wanted to come to you again, so that you could have a double blessing. I intended to go on to Macedonia by way of you, and to come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on to Judea. Was I just fooling around when I said I was making plans like this? Was I concocting schemes in a merely human way, preparing to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same moment? God can bear me faithful witness that our word to you was not a mixture of yes and no. The Son of God, Jesus the Messiah, who was proclaimed among you by Silvanus, Timothy, and myself, wasn't a yes and no person. In him, it's always yes. All God's promises, you see, find their yes in him, and that's why we say the yes, the amen, through him when we pray to God and give him glory. It's God who strengthens us with you into the Messiah, the Anointed One, and he has anointed us too. God has stamped his seal on us by giving us the Spirit in our hearts as the first payment and guarantee of what is to come. For my own part, I call on God as witness against my own life that the reason I haven't yet come back to Corinth is because I wanted to spare you. This isn't because I am making myself the Lord and Master over your faith. Your faith is the reason you stand fast. Rather, it's because we are cooperating with you for your joy. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul begins this letter, as is his custom and is the form of the time, by introducing himself and by sharing his prayer for the readers of the letter. The letter is addressed to the church in Corinth, but also to the congregations that are springing up in the whole region around. Typically, Paul uses the opening prayer to express what will be the theme and the topic of the whole letter. And from the number of times he uses the word comfort at the beginning, we can probably guess that this letter will be about one way or another, the comfort that we find in Christ and the hope that we receive through Christ's resurrection from the dead as an answer to his suffering. According to biblical scholar N.T. Wright, the word Paul uses for comfort is multifaceted. It can mean to call someone near or to make a strong appeal or to treat an inviting in a friendly way. The whole idea of the world is that one word is that one person is being with another, speaking words which change their mood and situation, giving them courage, new hope, new direction, new insights, which will alter the way they face the next moment, the next day, the rest of their life. Wright goes on to point out that a central theme for Paul is this, what is true of the Messiah becomes true for his people. Christ died so that we might live. Christ died so that he might live. In Christ we die so that we might enjoy his life. 
Christ suffered, and in his suffering, he received comfort and consolation of his resurrection and the promise of life to come. Paul writes that he suffers for the sake of Christ, so that he too might know and share in the comfort of the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the comfort that comes from knowing that Jesus died for our sins and rose again that we might have life, and that the life that is coming into the world is the glory revealed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a resurrection that Jesus promises to share with us. And that message is the message that gives us strength to face the suffering and affliction of this life. In fact, that is the message that gives Paul the strength to face the suffering in his life, a suffering which he admits led him to despair of life itself, that made him believe that he was marked out for death from deep within his own spirit. A message of hope, of resurrection, and new life that comes to us in the gospel, and gives us the courage and strength to begin and to look at life in a new way. Paul says this was the point where he came completely to the end of himself, and he learned more deeply to rely on Christ alone. And along the way, Paul says that he sees the the Corinthian church as they live in the light of the gospel, It is for him, as as their founding apostle, a sort of comfort, a source of comfort that he has in the Lord, in the hope to make an appearance and to present them on the day of the Lord. Even as the work of founding this community, the work of this apostle's troubled relationship with the church, of the, the other work he's going on in the region of Asia has been a source of of intense suffering and pain, physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. When the apostle sees the church living in the truth and grace of Christ, he is comforted. He hopes that when they see him in his brokenness, in his suffering, with his uninspiring physical presence, that they too will not think of him as cursed by God or somehow rejected by God, but they will take comfort in Christ knowing that God has been at work in them for their benefit. And that is the goal of the letter, to reconcile and repair the broken relationship between this church and its founding apostle, and in the process to understand the mystery of the cross, of Jesus' suffering, and the comfort that comes from the promise of what God is creating among us and for us in Jesus Christ our Lord. And maybe that is a prayer that we could share together in this time. Or maybe that is the way that we could join together by praying for each other. And that through this relationship in Christ, we come close and we find the strength to endure the troubles of this age in the hope of the glory yet to be revealed when all of our prayers are answered in the end. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies. 
ready to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation for the new creation in Christ, for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, and for the comfort of the gospel, for the gifts of relationships with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted, for those who are bereaved, for those who care for the ill, who comfort the afflicted and set the oppressed free, for those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare, that they might know the peace that comes from you. For all who are working for peace and international harmony in the world and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else are we praying this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. <laughs>